Well, you're listening to Rebuilders. What are we talking about today? The metaverse. The metaverse, metaverse, metaverse. It, need, it needs an echo. Yeah. The virtual reality, new environment that has been foisted on us this week by Mark, or in the last couple of weeks by Mark Zuckerberg. We're talking all about it today. We're going to be talking about everything from Tron, the 80s movie about a young man who goes into a computer game, to can you reality shift your way on TikTok to have a six-month stint at Hogwarts College. That and more today. Yeah, something to look forward to. If you would like to know more about this episode or want a whole list of the resources that we referenced, you can subscribe to our mailing list by going to rebuilders.co. Let's get into it. Into the metaverse. Welcome to Rebuilders. My name is Liddy. I'm here with Mark Sayers. How's it going? Good. Yep. Doing well. Melbourne's out of lockdown, but we're just, the rain has come. Just the, epic <laughs> amounts of the rain. The rains are here. <laughs> so Melbourne, we could, you know, like we can do what we want, but it's just pouring in rain. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's it's good for the land. It is good. It's very green. It's not, used, not usually this green in summer. It's like stunningly green. Well, we're not in not summer in yet. Not in summer. <laughs> we're headed there. Hi. I'm here to inform you. <laughs> we can talk about... It's the spring rains. Yeah, yeah. Talk about culture. I don't even know what season it is. When, yeah. do, like, what, when, do, when does summer start? Beginning December. Of December. Beginning, like December the December, 1st. December, January, February. Yes, like in, a, in our calendar year, that's when summer starts. But like obviously the weather doesn't operate to a calendar. And there'll be people listening in the Northern Hemisphere like, What? Yeah. Well, Australia doesn't exist technically, according to a number of videos I've seen on YouTube. Flat Interesting. Earth videos. Yeah, there's whole ones because Australia's like the, you know, the really tricky issue for a lot of flat earthers. And there's <laughs> these videos. I literally watched this video of like people saying, oh, if you go to Australia, you don't, no one goes to Australia on a plane. They're actually knocked out with the food they serve. And then you arrive somewhere in America and it's a giant set of Australians. And Australians are actors. So Australia doesn't exist. Because there's a whole argument they say if you look at flight tracker app, there's hardly any flights going across the Pacific, like from Australia to South America, which is simply not true. Or is it? I'd beg to differ with the amount of flights I've done that I've just been awake. Like, <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <I'm just> like, <laughs> no, you'd injected with something. You were, you were. Maybe I didn't. I believed I was awake. You had virtual reality headsets on. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I well, I mean. It's a very smooth entry into what we're going to be talking about today, isn't it? Well done. Yes. Well done. Yeah. Thank you. I like it. Um, so, yes, the the grand buzzword at the moment is the metaverse. Mm. Um, everyone's talking about it. What does it mean? Uh, I guess, uh, you know, rebuilders, we talk about uh, what it looks like to lead in this time and to understand culture. So today we are going to be exploring the concept of the metaverse and yeah. I've been trying to get my head around it. Um, you guys are pretty au fait with it. I mean, you. We lived in it already. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Mark's confused about what season it is because yeah, yeah. he's yeah. just I'm lives in, in a perpetual winter. Yeah, yeah, of the metaverse, yeah. <laughs> um, on, the, on the planet Hoth. <laughs> oh, what is Hoth like? It's very cold. Cold. Mm. Yeah. What are these big walker things? Oh, hold on. This is actually a it's thing. Star Wars. Oh, uh, are they at at walkers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Gosh. Yeah, sorry. I'm not au yeah. fait with, with Star Wars. Anyway, so we 
I guess want to explore it a little bit today. So we're mm. going to start with just a bit of a conversation about what on earth or not on earth the metaverse actually is and what potential, I guess, impacts or questions uh, the concept of the metaverse raises in terms of what does reality look like? How do you mm. minister and lead people in a space that mm. does or does not exist? Mm. What are your initial thoughts, Mark? So essentially the metaverse is a concept of a digital environment. Um, you know, it got really in the news in the last little cycle, though I think we've been expecting it's coming mm. um, uh, for some time. Uh, but essentially Mark Zuckerberg um, transitioned Facebook to Meta, it's now called. If you look at your you – know, I just switched on Instagram the other day and it came yeah. up, Meta. And essentially Metaverse is – let's call it a virtual reality environment. Mm -hmm. So in many ways it's what, you know, digital um, – you know, the digital revolution has promised for some time. Mm -hmm. And I remember in the 90s there was a lot of talk about – Virtual reality is coming. We're going to live in these spaces. I remember reading a book by Margaret Vertime, I think she's a science writer, and talking about, you know, she was talking about how we understand space and she was sort of preparing everyone for, as in actual space of where we live, you know, from sort of medieval cathedrals all the way up to um, what she saw coming with virtual reality. If you think about films, you know, go back to the early days of something like Tron, uh, where, you know, a guy was playing uh, a computer game and he went inside um, and... What's interesting, he knew he was in a computer game because mm. you know it was very obvious the difference between the world and the computer game. Uh, but then you look at something like the Matrix, where the issues and you know yeah. became around uh, the people in the Matrix don't realize they're in this virtual, artificial world mm. um, that's digitized. Um, and it's interesting. There's sort of a political message in the Matrix as well, which is you know actually a philosophical message, you know, which you could trace back to Plato and Plato's analogy of the cave, that there's these people in a cave and they're looking at the flickering images on the cave, expecting that to be the whole of reality. Yeah. And then someone leads them out of the cave and then they're out into the big world. And you see that sort of in uh, the Matrix. But what's interesting in the Matrix is that, you know, in Plato's cave, they go out and imagine being in a cave. It's a very reduced vision of the world. It's not yeah. it's dark and wet. And they're just looking at these flickering images and then you go into the wonders of nature and the expanse of the world. Whereas in the Matrix, they sort of leave the Matrix and the Matrix is much more stylized and, and beautiful and, you know, impressive where reality in the Matrix is not great. And, you know, again, multiple things. I think of the Oliver Stone TV series, which was written to compete with um, Twin Peaks in the 90s called Wild Palms. That was all about artificial uh, reality. Um, so this is a theme, and I think the term the metaverse comes from Neil Stevenson's novel Snow Crash, uh, where there's this world that people and sort of people are addicted to almost the narcotic element of uh, the metaverse. But essentially, what it is, it's already sort of being built. So you can imagine something where at the moment you might go on your phone and you go on the internet, you might check your Facebook, you might then have a Teams meeting with someone for work. You might then go on to H&M or Nike and buy a shirt or a pair of sneakers and then you might play Fortnite uh, before watching uh, you know, Harry Styles' concert. All of that will happen Is in that one place. Is that what you place. do on a Thursday that, night? That, that, that was my Thursday <laughs> night. Um, but I actually heckle Harry Styles. Uh, yeah, no. Poor Harry. Um, uh, so essentially imagine all those things in one place. So I think already Ariana Grande has already done concerts in mm -hmm. Fortnite uh, mm. So you'll be in Fortnite playing and you've got your creature that you're being, your sort of character, your avatar, but then you can walk into a, 
a Nike store and buy a new outfit. Like, um, so I think there's already, you know, people are designing these um, digital clothes that you can only wear in this space. If you think about cryptocurrencies, this place will have its own sort of currencies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll be able to meet other people there. Um, you'll be able to sort of make whatever environment you want to happen. You know, and we saw some of that in the sort of Zuckerberg little video he did, which mm-hmm. uh, was hilarious. From, just from a cultural point of view, it's so fascinating. Here's this sort of sense where everyone was like, this is a huge, big move forward in our culture. Yeah, everyone was laughing at him and disturbed at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, hey, just uh, just on the shopping thing, for some reason this stood out to me. When you buy those clothes that you wear in the um, in the metaverse, can you actually buy them for real life as well? No, so. I mean, maybe maybe you can, but yeah. but this is the thing. And already there was people already selling digital clothes for like Instagram. So you would send a photo yeah, yourself, yeah, and, yeah. you know. So again, this this goes back to this idea of like you know NFTs and these you know things which exist in the digital space, which are one off originals, you know. And I think even I think McLaren are like building F one cars, or they're building even cars to compete, you know. Mm-hmm. So you get this sort of like economy in there where you'll have you know your sort of fifteen year old who's playing Fortnite, who's you know just an ordinary punter of a kid who's you know, operate this level. But then, I don't know, NBA star drops into the metaverse and he's can afford a $100,000 sword or something, you know, or, you know, a Bitcoin, you know, 10 Bitcoin sword. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it's essentially this digital space. Now, what's really interesting, there's a bit of an arms race around this. So, obviously, Facebook came out and then Microsoft was sort of talking about uh, their version. Mm -hmm. I think you were saying before, Daniel, that there's an Apple version. There's other people who are talking about decentralized versions of this. But, uh, yeah, what I think the sense is um, I saw that actually the Chinese government had done a um, policy paper on what this means for international relations um, and, you know, they're sort of asking the question, is this going to give America a sort of advantage in their sort of, you know, battle for supremacy in the world with China um, or, you know, international power, great power politics. Uh, So, yeah, there's this sense that you can just see this coming and it's going to have a profound effect. Already we look at the ways that people are spending huge amounts of time gaming online. Yeah. If you go for a walk in the morning with people with their earbuds in or their phone, you know, you can see that um, there's a natural progression here to the metaverse. So what they're saying too is, it's not just that you go into a world, there'll also be elements where this world will overlap with our real world. Mm. So you will wear like a pair of glasses like I'm wearing, but I can be talking to you guys, but then it could be like I'm also grabbing, I'm also shopping or texting or um, there's something here in the room that we can all see because we've got the glasses on that's actually from a digital space. Or maybe we interview, we inter- you know, we've interviewed Terry Walling not so long ago. Yeah, yeah. We could all be in one space having a conversation yeah. and we actually feels like he's here. Um, you know, that, that's going on in the metaverse. Am I getting it all right? You're a resident technical expert, Daniel. Uh, uh, I'm not <clears throat> not an expert on this by any sense, but you like built what it. you're kind of talking about there is, I suppose, <laughs> the difference between augmented reality and virtual reality. Yes. So augmented is kind of this crossover of bringing some of the virtual digital elements into our – and you think like Pokemon Go was kind of the big, yes. the big kind of – inception of that I suppose where you can mm. kind of look at be looking at your phone screen and see little character digital characters mm. on the street or whatever. Whereas virtual reality is kind of like an immersive you you're now in a different place. Yeah, you're stepping mm. out of yeah, yeah, yeah. And you saw that video of I think it was in Taiwan where there was just like thousands of people running in the middle of Taipei because like a yeah, new Pokemon yeah, Go thing. Yeah, it was like right. a riot and no one knew what's going on. Yeah. Um, I remember yeah. seeing at that time a uh, um, you know, dropping the kids off at school and there's a like a sports field and 
it was raining, so drizzling, <laughs> and there was just this mum had dropped her kids off and she's just walking around the middle of the oval sort of hunched over with her phone. And I was like, what is she doing? She lost her keys. And then you realise she's playing Pokemon Go because apparently at my kid's school there was like a gym, a, a Pokemon Go yeah, yeah, yeah. gym on the oval. So uh, we might see a lot more strange things like that, you know, yeah. where people are wandering around doing interesting things. I guess, um, the, you know, the, one of the questions that rises from this is, what impact is this going to have on our on people's perception of reality mm. um, and whether, you know, like are we able to distinguish between um, present, current physical mm. reality and mm. um, virtual or augmented mm. reality? Is that actually reality in itself in, mm. in a way? I guess it is. Mm. But... Um, yeah, I. What does it mean for existence and where you, where you spend your time and where you invest your, your even heart sense of and identity? And yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, who am I? <laughs> well, I think it's it's really uh, so. The Shoshana Zuboff's book, "The Rise of Digital Surveillance Capitalism," I think that's the title. We'll put it in the show notes or in our in our. What was her surname? Uh, sorry, uh, Shoshana Zuboff. Okay, I think I've right. got that right. Um, it's really interesting. She you know, talks in that book about particularly social media and its ways that it harvests data and she mm. talks about things like Google Home and so on. Um, and she makes this really interesting point that in a sense almost how we've seen it is that social media came along and then changed how we relate to each other. Mm. She argues that actually in some sense social media was responding to a pre-existing need that was already present in the culture. So there's a, a theory that you know different sociologists have had of sort of a first and second individualism or an intensified individualism, hyper-individualism, whatever you want to call it, that you've got this sort of first wave of individualism, which maybe people move from, say, the countryside to the city, their identities are less connected to the land, perhaps to their religious group, they can sort of invent themselves in the city, um, but maybe they're still in a sort of nuclear family or perhaps they still go to a particular church or perhaps they're still part of a particular industry. I think about people in the 1940s and 50s. Um, but then we end to this increasing intensification of individualism. So we become more and more disconnected from, we have more freedom, but disconnected from sources of meaning that are rooted in the real world, associations, clubs, religious groups, family, land. You can move cities, you know, reinvent yourself. This then creates a social need to connect. Yeah. So she's arguing that what social media did was it step in to answer something that was already present within the culture. And my sense is, that that's what the metaverse is doing. It's not that the metaverse is going to come along and then we're deconnected, disconnected from reality. Yes. It's already been happening. So a few examples. You know, number one, um, you know, we, we've already seen this really interesting. So the modern world is based on this sort of enlightenment rationality of science mm. and reason um, that's the scientific method through humans being reasonable, individual, you know, actors can build this better world through, you know, using our reason and sort of conquering the, you know, the emotional animal side of us is the story. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting, you know, we've already seen that, you know, just reality was sort of disappearing before the internet came along, you know, and yeah. you see the way that people were questioning or the rise of Hollywood, number one, you know, of movies. Um, you saw how increasingly there was, we talked about this last week, this scepticism over the official stories told by culture. Yep. Um, and you can almost sort of see this with the pandemic. You know, you don't see this everywhere. You know, you have, to use the country of Portugal, 
as an example, um, a vaccine rollout where you had you know 92% of the country or something is vaccinated. You had a submarine commander who took uh, control of this thing and people just said, this is the science, this is what the government's saying, or this commander, we're just going to follow this. Mm. You've got other countries where you've got two different realities going on. You've got some people who are like, um, you know, here's the science behind this, we're going to follow that. Other people are like, I don't believe that, you know, it doesn't even exist. Um, yeah, and you see this in the United States. We've got some states which are sort of, you know, look more like, say, Europe or Australia in their response. Other states where, like, it's just not even happening. This is not a thing. Um, so almost already people were in this sense of competing versions of reality, of yeah. wanting to live in their own realities. And some of the polarization that people have spoken about, particularly it's come from the US, political polarization, yes, it is a clash of left and right, but it's gone so beyond just economic arguments of a mm. centralized economy versus a free market economy. This is now an entire we could say metaverse yes. yeah, <laughs> of yeah, how yeah. you approach everything from oh, should I wear a mask, shouldn't I? So this is why everything's getting politicized partially because people are using it almost like a religion. So in a sense, someone, you know, you might have a you know, Catholic and a Hindu, there's a whole world of different things of your relationships, what you eat, who you hang out with, you know, your your important time markers where you would live in town, you know, all of these different things. That's what these sort of things are doing. They're offering sort of almost new versions of themselves. Another really interesting thing as well is if you look at, um, I remember, um, uh, I think it was Jared Kelly, I heard speak, um, uh, we'll try and get his book in there, um, years, a number of years ago here in Melbourne and he, I think he spoke at St. Hillary's and he he spoke about, um, I think he was pastoring in Holland. He spoke about how there's this theme in popular culture that was emerging of these different worlds. So, like the classic was, you know, one was The Matrix, one was Harry mm -hmm. Potter. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you got it. Was it Station? What is it? Platform nine and, nine and three quarters. Um, nine and three quarters. I've been to that in London. That's mm -hmm. that station. I can't remember what station is it. It's St Pancreas. Is it? Oh, I don't know. I thought. It was, I have no idea. Was their main station? They have many main stations. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been. <laughs> um, and this idea that you can leave behind, like Harry Potter lives under the staircase with a family who don't appreciate him. But then he can go into this other world of Hogwarts, which is magical and has powers and there's these great battles and this great sense of meaning. He's almost this messianic figure. And what Kelly was doing was talking about how that is an increasing theme within our culture, to leave behind our current reality and go into almost this desired reality. Yeah. Interesting on TikTok, uh, my daughter I was talking about all this stuff and she said there's this trend of reality shifting. Yeah. So what reality shifting is almost this form of like, you know, almost they call it in the New Age movement, like astral projection um, or uh, sort of like- Tripping out? Trip, yeah, it's like, it's like a- It's like a drug trip without the drugs. Yes, but with a very okay. controlled- we're in, we're, in, we're in a drug trip. You might have some sort of random thing that happens to you. This is you want to go oh, somewhere yeah, to a desired reality. Some kind of so the big one they started was Hogwarts. So mm. you had people. And so they would read this incarnation. They would do these sort of exercises and they would write this stuff down, place it under their pillow. And so there's these sort of menus or scripts or recipes to reality shift on TikTok. And then these people would sort of say, you know, we were looking at this before. Yes. Um, you know, and there's ones like, oh, I just spent, what was it? It was eight months in um, at Hogwarts, Hogwarts and she really wanted to go back. Yes. There's a picture of her crying. Yes. So it's this weird thing and it's sort of like this performative thing online that these people, and I think it split the camps of, I think there's some people who think this is just a form of lucid dreaming, but then there are other people who literally like, I went to Hogwarts and I went to Star Wars. Mm -mm -mm. 
Also, just additionally, it's interesting how if you look at, say, things like the Marvel Universe, the Star Wars Universe, already these things are universes in of themselves. They're beyond just a story. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's these actual entire worlds. You can see, like, uh, I will place a bet here. Not that I'm a betting man. I don't know, I don't know what I'm betting against. Pastries. Oh, no, I won't bet. Yeah, well, bet pastries. Um <laughs> We're going to see in the next player (laughs) in this game. (laughs) Be careful. (laughs) We're going to see in the next five years Star Wars or Disney come out and you can go to the Star Wars metaverse. Well, aren't they already? Didn't what's his face in that video that we watched? (laughs) Uh, Tim Sweeney. Didn't he mention something about? Um, a Star Wars thing being built? Oh, I think you talked about the new um, – so I think the Star Wars in, in Disneyland in California, yeah, yeah. there's a Star Wars new part. And I think they have virtual reality rides and all uh, of that. Okay. So I think that's preparing us. But you can see what will happen is someone will go, here's the Star Wars universe. You can buy land on Tatooine, you know, yeah. and you can go and live on Endor and you can fly around mm. and there'll be stories. And it's like mm. it's like movies and computer games will become – meshed yeah so i think all of this is the metaverse is already um you know projecting something it's responding to something that was already particularly in the culture and we go back to stuff we talked about on this uh podcast before you know Bruno massais talked about frontiers and in america Mm -hmm. the idea that you know america was the new political frontier was fantasy you can live these different fantasies. He, you know, talks about you can sort of have your woke metaverse, your sort of you know MAGA metaverse, and this idea that the next frontier is fantasy. We're seeing that, and there's a little bit of end of empire vibes with you know people. If you think about it, you know, like the end of the Soviet um, Union, you know, they would have these psychics on TV who were trying to help people sort of psychically sort of turn their lives around. So there's a bit of an element when you see these people on TikTok who are crying and I've, back in my. Um, current reality versus the desired reality of Hogwarts that they yeah. want to go to, um, you know, you can see that there's a bigger theme here of wanting to sort of escape, I guess what they see is the decline of their current reality and the fact that their current reality can't deliver them what they're actually wanting. Um, that Oh, sorry, Daniel, did you want to say something? I was just going to ask, is, is this, do you think this is more than just a form of escapism or like the desire to go to these kind of places? Is it more than that or is it? I think I think it's just it's another iteration. That's a big part of it. Um, it's escapism, but again, too, it's almost again. You know, Plato had, again. Go back to Plato. Had this idea that somewhere in the sort of eternal was the perfect form of something. So the perfect chair existed there, the ideal form of the chair. And so, how do we know a chair is a chair? Because they all point towards this ideal form. You know, and that's why if you look at say Greek statues, they had this idealized male and female figure. So in some ways, you know, it's it's almost a platonic universe. You get to go to this place and you can see that, you know, no one's going to sort of rock up. You know, we already see this with Instagram filters. And, oh, you yeah. Know, like, mm-hmm. yeah. So, you know, no one's going to rock up in the, you know, and just be a boring, you know, accountant with. <laughs> bad, I'm going to do that when the metaverse is here. Accountant listeners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I don't mean it. Yeah. Accountancy is great. You're going to get cancelled, Mark. <laughs> Sorry, cancelled by the accountant. Actually, I don't want to get in, the accountants in trouble. Like, they get, could actually, no, the accountants are great. Exactly. No, I, I wasn't having a go at the accountants. <laughs> I'm more meant like no one's going to go and apologies to anyone who does accountancy. Uh, uh, more that, you know, you're not going to rock up as someone who you're going to have a stylized, romanticized, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ver- your best self. You know, yeah. we already do that as humans. We put on our best self forward to others, the image that we want them to see to com- you know communicate something about ourselves. This gives you 
unlimited ability to do that. Yeah. yeah. So so really what's happening is technology is advancing and advancing and advancing and allowing us more opportunity to do the things that we've always wanted yes. to do innately. Yes. Kind of yes. um, yesterday when we were chatting about this after I'd read that, um, the Bruno Masai article that you sent through, it just it, it reminded me of that quote from um, from C.S. Lewis where it says, now I have to find it because I had it before. Um, if I find in myself desires which nothing in this world can satisfy, the only logical explanation is that I was made for another world. That's from um, Mere Christianity. Hmm. And I, I wonder if all of these... Um, Attempts, so like the metaverse, or even um, experimenting with um, uh, particular drugs, or whatever, whatever people have done for years and years and years, are ways of engaging with something that we know deeply mm. within ourselves is something that's going to fulfill us, something yes, more yes. than what is in our present reality. Mm. And as Christians, we have this. Um, we know that there is another. Um, space to mm-hmm. just mm. us sitting here at a table mm. um, talking into a microphone that there is a spiritual mm. reality. You've often talked about heaven coming mm. down to earth mm. and that pattern of heaven um, being imprinted on earth. Mm. And so I wonder if the concept of the metaverse is, yeah, like the secular kind of answer mm. to to that in a way. Mm. Yeah, secular heaven. It's, yeah. it's really interesting. And it's sort of like, is this an even more secularized space? Um, where, and by secular, I don't mean an absence of God. I more mean a place where humans can try and create their own order in contrast to God. And it's like a DIY hyper-individualist religion because it can be anything you want it to be. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Like in yeah, other religions, yeah. you sort of submit to um, you know, a greater something greater than yourself. This is almost the ultimate enshrinement of the individual, you know, the mm. fantasy side of it. I mean, the fascinating thing, I'm, I'm, what I've learned looking at technologies as I've gotten older, you know, that comes along, yeah, greatly heralded, you know. I think about Twitter. I remember um, Darren Rouse, um, who I know who's a well-known blogger, first showing me uh, Twitter and um, talking to me about it. And I was like trying to get my head around it. And, you know, oh, you can just write it. It was like, he, you know, he described it to me as micro-blogging. And... Um, I was like, oh, okay. And I remember my first sort of, you know, goes at it, like what it is now compared to then Mm. is completely different. And heaps of people I know like, I use Twitter, but I hate it. Like, and so I guess what I've noticed with the internet and with technology, it always ends up differently than what you expect. Mm. And I think there's always utopian ideas. Yeah. And you got that. You got massive utopian vibes from, you know, Zuck. Um, uh, We did have it. When we were talking about Zuck's, Metaverse coming. We did <laughs> we once it. after an episode. We were speculating <laughs> what we should call it. I think we came up with Zuck's Clubhouse. Yeah, yeah. And his his currency was Zuck's bucks. No, Zucker bucks. Zucker bucks. Yeah, yeah. So we we're quite disappointed when Metaverse came. Um, yeah. I'm going to start my own called Zuck's Clubhouse. <laughs> you, can, you can start your own yeah. uh, alternate one. Um, Donut, donuts will be there. Or you can start currency. your own your own one within his Metaverse. Oh, yes, uh, he'll probably join. He could, he could, he could, he could buy you out like they bought out WhatsApp um, <laughs> with, with Zuckerbucks. Um, so there's this sense where 
there's a lot of utopian vibes in that, you know, he's got his beautiful house where he can see this lake and or whatever, you know, and like mm. he's got his interesting though, his stylized version of himself just looked like himself. I don't know yeah, if you yeah, noticed yeah. that like. Um but there's a sense where, you know, in the Tim Sweeney video we watch, which we can again put in the email that we send out, yeah. um, you know, he talked about there's gonna be porn there, there's gonna be abuse, there's gonna be bad actors, there'll be cyber attacks, there's gonna be all this stuff in there. So it's gonna reflect the real world. Mm. So it could be that interesting thing that it it is another point of human disappointment because it, pr- it seems to promise heaven now. Like there'd be people going, man, my life is terrible. I just want to live in the metaverse. Yeah. But then when the reality is, you know, you're getting some guy stealing your, stealing your Zucks bucks, <laughs> sucker bucks, <laughs> you, get, you, you get your bucks hacked and, you know, someone smashes your, your uh, you know, your beautiful real world Minecraft mountain you made or something. Um, <laughs> That's what I realized. My kids love Minecraft. Are they just being trained to build in the metaverse? Is that what Minecraft is? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It's just like virtual Lego. Yeah. All right. So over the last couple of weeks, uh, as part of Rebuilders, we've been, I guess, stepping back and taking a look at culture, encouraging leaders to uh, understand and interpret culture and thus Uh, know how to respond to it Mm. and lead Mm. people in it. Mm. So when we look at something like the metaverse and there are versions of it that already exist um, in our world and are very much at play, what is the story behind the metaverse emerging? Like Mm. what's happening in culture that makes the metaverse a viable Mm. thing? Mm. It's interesting, isn't it? Because if you look at, sort of culture's development, you know, for a long time, um, you know, there was this, you know, I guess we were sort of um, a very vocal culture. We heard, we spoke, we told stories. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's amazing facts about um, how many stories and names that certain tribal groups can can remember. Um, And then, you know, writing obviously changed the world. Yeah. And um, we're able to store things over time. Um, You didn't just have to remember them in your memories. This enabled a whole bunch of learning. Um, scientific method, you know, so much of the enlightenment comes out of this writing culture. Mm. Television, photograph then creates a very visual culture. And I think that's the world we've lived in. Um, And movies, TV, and in many ways the internet has been a visual culture. Like it's moving. It's a moving screen. It's just a bit more interactive. But I sort of feel like where this is going is – and and sorry, all those things have changed culture, Um, you know, and Marshall McLuhan sort of saw the – visual culture almost as a return to the tribal culture. It was more emotive. Mm -hmm. He talked about the global village, which he didn't see as a lovely place. It was a sort of tension-filled, conflict-filled place. But if we're moving now, I think we're moving from visual. This will be immersive. So there's still distance between me and something um, when I see an image. Even if I have my phone, I can sort of put it down and here I am in the real world. Um, Whereas I think that this will do two things. It's going to bring – the unreal world into the real world with augmented reality. Um, It's going to create a space where you can be completely immersed and disconnected from this reality as well. Um, You know, we've seen, you know, I think part of the reason Donald Trump was kicked off Twitter was there was this concern of how something like that could bleed into a real world situation. Yeah. You know, what if a president, uh, a prime minister, premier, got drunk one night and sent off a declaration of war. You know, like it, mm. it doesn't seem that crazy. Um, so there's this concern about how the two were over, over, you know, lapping. But I think the metaverse has this potential to overlap in this almost seamless way. Yeah. Um, 
And I think about it, like I think the story question is really, really interesting because what this does is when the, you're hearing a, a, a story about your relatives, a foundational myth in a, in a sort of oral culture, yeah. if you're look, reading something, a text, a great text from the canon of a particular culture, mm. if you're looking at a great movie or the Mona Lisa in a visual culture, in a sense, you're still being drawn to something outside of yourself. Yeah. It's still a bigger story. The yep. Mona Lisa tells a story. Um, Moby Dick tells a story. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's really interesting is the metaverse is promising you can live your individualized story. And mm. what this will birth is this disconnection of stories. Now, there will be worlds, you know, there'll be the Star Wars world and the Harry Potter world and new worlds that emerge, Fortnite, whatever. But also I think that, but I think what people are looking for here is the ability to write their own story. And in some ways I see this as an increased atomization. Mm-hmm. And we've seen the internet do that. Yeah. But then also there'll be this coming together, a meeting of people where you can have a Teams meeting with someone and they're speaking Swahili and you're speaking Portuguese and universal translation and you can both appear as giant turtle doves. Um, so there'll be this bizarre the tension mm-hmm. of pulling us apart yet pulling us together Um it will be an increased blurring of fantasy, work, commerce, um, uh, social life. All these things will blur. Um, and so I think this is a foundational change of all of those things. So I think mm. it's going to spring new stories. But then I think as well is like there's always what is what is the vision of the architect? Yeah. And, um, you know, you can um, you know have a building where um, – uh, you know, you can see. It's interesting. I remember going to St Patrick's grave in Ireland okay. with yep. uh, Trudy, and his grave's outside. And I wanted to visit the grave. It was really interesting. You know, and I read a lot about Patrick, and um, in, you know, inspired by his life. The chapel that's next to it, I think it's at, I forgot where it is. Um, and in the chapel, it was really interesting going to this church. And I was like, oh, I want to connect with the sort of Patrick story in this church. Mm-hmm. But interesting in this church, there was heaps of all these different things about the Masons. It was fascinating. This all little right. pl- and I was like, oh, there's another story going on here. So in a sense, I'm visiting the the death of you know or the graveside of St Patrick. But the architects who built the chapel had another story. I was wanting the story of Patrick. I got this sort of interesting when I examined it more sort of Masonic story, and I'd love to know more. Down Patrick, I think is I think where down, it is down Cathedral. Down Cathedral in Down Patrick. And I feel like that's with the metaverse. So there's this story we'll be looking for. That day in Ireland, driving across these very small roads uh, in the wet in a mm. higher car, I wanted the story of St. Patrick. I could go to that place and have my St. Patrick story, see his grave. Here I'm in Ireland, fantastic, wonderful. But the architects of that space actually had another story. Yeah. And I feel like that's the metaverse. I feel like there is this other story. We're all going to be pursuing a different stories. It may be connection. It may be I want to go away from everyone. Um, I mm. want to learn more about this or escape into that. It's going to sort of connect to that longing in every human heart that you spoke of yeah. in that C.S. Lewis quote. But then I think there's this bigger story of freedom and I think there's a political vision um, behind us and probably we're bumping up on the end of our time now. So <laughs> I think this will probably need to be an entire episode. But I think it's libertarianism. Okay. And I think libertarianism is spoken about but I think it's becoming more and more powerful in our time as one of the defining stories that in a sense goes beyond left and right. This story that really humans are held back when we're regulated and have – uh, things which stop us from moving in the direction that we want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really very quick explanation of libertarianism. I did have some books here on libertarianism because I felt like that was the 
the idea behind it, but I think we probably need to do a whole episode behind it. Uh, oh, sorry, on on libertarianism because I think it's really important at this moment. Yeah. Um, but is it going to change the world? Yes. Is it going to look like we think it's going to look like? It will probably be different in some ways. Yeah. Will it be utopia? No. It's going to reflect the brokenness and the created in God's image reality of human beings. Um, but I think again, this goes back to our grey zone. Yeah. Like in previous episodes, like life ain't returning to 2019 and 2018 and 2017 as we thought, or 2011. Uh, just another example of some of the seismic shifts coming in our world that are coming online at this point in time. In um, you know the great acceleration as all these technological things and changes in the world accelerate. Um, uh, but we're going to need what we're trying to do on this podcast is is teach people to read culture. As mm. we said, this is an open source thing. We're not going to have all the answers. Of, yeah. Here's the exact way to have a missiology and ecclesiology of the of the metaverse. But hopefully, inspiring a new generation of Christians to think about these things well. Ask what is the gospel story? How does it critique the metaverse? The metaverses. There's going to be multiple of them. Yeah. How we interact in the metaverse. Um, and then also find the redemptive yeses. We talked about last week. What are the, there's going to be no's to the metaverse. There's going to be yeses. Yes. This is the path we need to walk with Christ. Yeah. Great. Thank you, Mark. Um, and also that was a bit fun to talk about. Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah. The notion of it all. Uh, we did mention a number of uh, different books in that discussion. If you want a list of them uh, or if you want a little bit of a behind the scenes of what happens when we put together an episode, you can subscribe to our mailing list. If you go to rebuilders.co, um, there is a link to subscribe to the mailing list and we usually send it out somewhere around 24 hours within the um, time of releasing the episode. So thank you so much for joining us. It has been a pleasure and, yeah, we'll catch you next time. We might be talking about libertarianism and these books. Yes. Will have their yes. their time in the sun, so to speak. <laughs> have a great week. Bye.